Hello and welcome and happy Friday. It's This Is Going Well, I Think, with David Cooper, and I'm your host, David Cooper. It's This Is Going Well, I Think, the show where no one's listening and no one cares, the show where every episode's the last episode. Today's guest, our foreign correspondent, British Tony Five, will join us to tackle a very important question. It's at the end of the episode. It's a stupid one. The question is, is Pooh racist? fuck's sake is it because i'm black it's because you're black this is how the great race revolution of 1841 started somebody was late on a zoom uh it's not the first time i've been late to one of these tapings is it jesus christ what is going on i'm sitting there fucking one thumb up my ass one thumb up my balls and it's just wrong david well you can call me you know well i don't want to hassle you and make you feel bad no well what do you mean you don't want to hassle me then you're like make you feel bad but that's you've entered this conversation now making me feel bad yeah, but I didn't intentionally want to make you feel bad. Now I intentionally want to make you feel bad for fuck. You came in swearing at me. To be clear, it's because I was late for this taping yet again. Yeah, Are we allowed to swear? Yes, you're allowed to swear, Tony. Is it because it's a podcast? It's a radio show, not a podcast. Wow, really? We had a good week? Yeah, I had a productive week. Uh, how was your week? It's been really busy, actually. Weirdly, yeah, the, the the UK's in a sort of state of flux at the moment. I talk on behalf of the UK, David, obviously. You've been saying that ever since I know you. You always pick to some event and be like, oh, everyone's unsettled. Everything's in flux. I don't know if it's true or it just becomes more true every time or you just always feel that way. I, I guess it becomes more and more. So there's a thing I don't know whether you've been hearing it. So there's a whole um, issue of bullying in the... Um, in the government so they kicked out one guy before and then another guy's that and so now all of these people these civil servants are coming out against various mps saying that they spoke to them too harshly and they bullied them and they made them cry or go to the toilet and wet themselves because these geezers are so harsh and it's um it's become like a witch hunt now so like every other day there's another allegation of a mp who's like screamed at people you're fucking useless or you haven't done this on time and so wait uh it's a new thing that members of the british parliament are screaming at their staff abusively that's surprising to people i'd be surprised if it wasn't happening tony well this is what i mean like i kind of think that and i've probably you're within the media you're a media lovey aren't you but for me i realized that news does definitely cycle like they've stopped talking about ukraine here for a while so that, that must all be all right putin must be out there playing with his care bears um and like this there's a massive sudan crisis which i listened to an absolutely hilarious well hilarious it, it was quite a newsworthy serious radio show but it was like how the uk welcomed in these beautiful blonde-haired blue-eyed ukrainians but when the sudanese are in a, a war-torn country there's only maybe two of them allowed here there are people, research labs, think tanks trying to work out why they're not allowed here. But David, I could solve this in a one Oh my God, give it to me in a one 
Here's the suntan, David. It's the suntan. Abject racism. Abject, or or maybe object, or maybe in abject. I don't know what the 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 the, uh, the uh, opposite of it is, but it is direct racism. It's just the fact that like, you can't say. I mean, there was a statement from the government saying we wouldn't like these people in because they have a different culture to us. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of like a weird way of saying, well, they're different and they're savages, so we can't have them in the UK near Big Ben. But it is very, very strange. Like, I don't know very many uh, similarity in cultures between me and a Ukrainian. Yeah, no, it's about the same. It's just... It's about this, you know, so, uh, you know, I go there on my Cossack hat and I do the little Russian dance every now and again because I'm guessing that's what Ukrainians do. I assume. I assume so. So, yeah, it's... And it, and it harked back, they were saying that during the sort of uh, Second World War, it was the same with Jewish people. Like, the kinder transport brought a lot of the children over but what about the adults? Yeah. Apparently, like, American Jews were like, no, we don't want these, like, yeah. European Jews. They're very backward. We've assimilated. They haven't. Uh, right? The American Jews were like, eh, I don't think so. No, I don't think. But isn't that weird how we treat fellow humans? Just it's And it's really quite sad. And if I start thinking about it really bad, I'll get, you know, I'll get really depressed. But, yeah. but actually, it was... Um, really enlightening i kind of get it because let me give you an example here i get why these american jews were like pointing at these european ones and being like oh i don't know about these refugees i have this friend who there's a store in the united states called rei there's a similar place in canada called mountain equipment co-op it's like a sporting goods store but like a high-end one. Oh, okay and they have this insanely good return policy so you can buy something use the shit out of it and then return it and so my friend bought a bicycle and he brought it to this desert event I go to Burning Man and he rode it around <laughs> in the dust the, the crank was filled with dust he basically rode that thing to the ground and then like 29 days later instead of the 30 days he returns it to REI, to REI and he gets the um, he gets the full refund he can't have got it full because that's, that's got to be anecdotal that's bullshit he did and I'm I'm just sitting there thinking the guy and the guy looks really Jewish he kind of looks like me and I'm sitting there thinking <laughs> the clerk is like looking at that guy and honestly, if Adolf Hitler was working in an REI and somebody went and returned a bike yeah. like that, he, I, I can see where you're coming from, being a little anti-Semitic, being like, this guy's cheap. And so I'm thinking, I can't ever return things because he's making me look bad. So, like, I never oh. return anything, even if I don't need it, even if it's a new condition, uh, because it's guys like that giving me a bad name. So what I'm saying is I get it. I, okay, it's like when I don't want to eat chicken. <laughs> You don't want to be in the window of a KFC. I, I don't want to be. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be grouped with those people. You're right. That, you know what? Sometimes, David, we solve the unsolvable on Milo you know, when we talk. Huh? Yeah, no, I get it. But back to the, I hope you're recording this bullshit. I'm I'm recording all of it. Good. But back to the um, Ukraine thing. I just remember the night it all happened. Mm -hmm. I was doing sh a show for Bell Media, and like they commandeered my show. They didn't play my what? intro music. They didn't let me call the show anything except for like breaking news. They played the official jingle that I was never allowed to play. How dare they interrupt your crap for that? And I had like live people from the border. I had all these professors on who were like at the Royal Military Academy <laughs> in Canada. And they're like, use a neutral voice. And my producer's like writing my, my script for me as I'm reading it live out of Google Docs. And I'm just thinking like, A, I'm glad we're covering it. Mm -hmm. What's happening is awful. 
And there's a lot of Ukrainians in Canada. I think it's after after Russia and Ukraine, it's the third most uh, highest population of Ukrainians in the world. Wow. Yeah. Well, in Canada. Yeah, in Canada of the of the diaspora of Ukrainians uh, other than Russia, Canada's but the But have now this is really interesting. Have Russians, the foreign ministry in Russia been told for Russians not to go to Canada because there's a building anti-Semitism. Don't know. There I have heard that. Don't know. Or I don't know whether I've just made that up, but I'm pretty sure I've heard somewhere that Canada, which is like one of the nicest places in the world, they've been told, or not warned against, but they've been advised not to go because there's a bit of anti-Russian sentiment in Canada. I think I've read that somewhere. I believe that. I believe it, yeah. Google that shit. Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, it's I, I'm not downplaying the invasion of Ukraine. It's terrible. I, 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 of course it is. But I'm just thinking, and like all the staff that I worked with, my producer, they're all just like, this is the most important, you know. A part of me is like, good, let's cover this. It's a tragedy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, I'm not diminishing it. But a part of me is like, if it was Sudan... You know, see, David, you, you got to remember, no one's listening to this, so you can be absolutely anti-Ukraine. I, I agree completely. No, I, 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 I'm in full support of the coverage. <laughs> I love Ukraine, and, and I, I think what's happening is awful, and my heart goes out to the Ukrainian people. And Putin's mm-hmm. a piece of shit. I, I have the same views as the people. Disclaimer for David Cooper. Well, it's true. I have the same views yeah. as the people who think it's the greatest tragedy in the world. However, I agree. However, <laughs> but there's just equal tragedies happening like on a yearly basis. Correct. And we don't bat an eyelash or we just it's a it's one line in a, in a hundred line report. Listen, selective outrage, David, selective outrage. And I'm just like, I'm just thinking, OK, everyone I work with is mostly white. Uh, and they won't be talking about Sudan or Afghanistan or stuff every day. They'll yeah. talk about the war in Afghanistan, but not about the, you know, the people that have been displaced and killed and raped and hung um and the same in sudan where these kids have been doing you know but for example i haven't seen as i've been driving around today a sudanese flag hanging out of anybody's window no i've not seen the hashtag free sudan i mean my people the jews i feel like we were guilty of this it's like oh our tragedy the holocaust is Mm. like the worst thing ever we have an exclusive monopoly and it's like no genocides have been happening uh, you know, look at what happened in Rwanda. You know, it's crazy. Like, you know, and and is it where was it? Where was Pol Pot? Was it Viet, where was Pol Pot? Vietnam, the Killing Fields. Yeah, Cambodia. Cambodia. I was gonna say, yeah. but then I didn't want to sound dumb. But you got yeah. to sound dumb because you said Vietnam. Yeah, I was gonna say Camp David, but that's somewhere where the president goes, isn't it? It's not where you go. Yeah, that's where uh, Rabin and uh, Arafat shook hands. Camp David. Yeah, and then, and then and then Bill Clinton made the look like was that so hard? And clearly it was so hard because look at what's going on in the Middle East. Right. Okay. That's one of my favorite facial expressions in the world. Where Clinton, when the Israelis <laughs> and the Palestinians finally shook hands and made some deal that hasn't yeah. been honored but whatever and bill clinton makes that was that so hard face i just yeah you don't know the picture do you i can imagine it it's like the one where he had a blowjob right yeah something like that anyway you were saying i interrupted yeah i mean i just i don't know i think we're all hypocrites really like the selective outrage about things based on this sort of um you know unconscious bias we've all got a little bit of racism in us i guess we've all got something going on um and now we're told which things that we are should be angry about is great and which things that we shouldn't be angry about isn't great yeah you're right that is a great picture saying look at this guy 
I could have done this ages ago. I just called up the picture of Rabin, Clinton, and Arafat, <laughs> and his hands are out. He's like, was that so hard? Was that so hard? Come on, guys. Right, now let's go for it in and out burger. And Arafat's kind of smiling. Rabin's not really smiling. He's thinking, Jesus, mm-hmm. I want to get out of here. Yeah, well. Oh, yeah, you... look at that picture. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was a very hopeful moment in the world. Didn't really turn out that well afterward. No. For a time, it was okay. I'll be honest with you. One of these podcasts, you'll have to explain to me the whole uh, Arab-Jew conflict. I still don't really understand it. Let's see. Uh, they don't like each other. Um, yeah, but, but why? I mean, why? Why anything? Yeah, you see, and and this is, I get caught down this rabbit hole with you. Why? I I get it. People ask me why I got divorced. And I'm like, have you ever had a relationship breakup? And it's like, why? It's like, why? And we stopped getting along. Uh, They stopped getting along. That's like, honestly, the simple answer is is just the truth. And it's so politicized. Like everybody says this and that and some sort of uh, Gaza Strip, which I always thought was very similar to the Las Vegas Strip. Slightly different. Yeah. But slightly different. No casinos, right? No casinos. Yeah, that. Was they built a beautiful after that handshake? They built a beautiful airport in the Gaza Strip that it was bombed. I thought you were going to say they built a beautiful hotel like the Flamingo or the Venetian. You know, they there's a like there was going to be international flights into Palestine. The Israelis bombed the shit out of it. It's it's in rubble right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you think about how many people have died, and for these reasons that people just don't like. You know, it's if you wanted to be like really 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 not crude but really simplistic it's like school ground arguments right yeah that have just exploded into you know huge things where people die if you gave kids guns yeah uh and no consequences like you weren't gonna have to get detention right you know uh i feel like schoolyards would be just as bad as the global stage with conflict funny you say that do you think if you do you think that humans are inherently um drawn to violence and conflict like if you gave children with no other context weapons for example sticks and stuff do you think if you put them in a area at some well not at some stage but within a certain amount of time they would start beating each other i think it would mirror society there'd be pockets of you know people getting along living well uh there'd be things like borders kind of up i think there'd be conflict You know, I think uh, some of the places where they live well, like in the West, would like, you know, arm the poorer places to play out their conflict. Do you think, really, like three-year-olds who have got no context of race or color? Maybe not three-year-olds, but like 12 or 13-year-olds. Yeah, well, maybe it wouldn't be race. It would be like, I like soccer and you like, you know, hockey. It would be, okay. it would be I like, uh, you know, chocolate, but you like potato chips. They pick a stupid thing, just like race. Yeah. That'd be a really interesting social experiment. I don't think it will get past the ethics board like putting children with knives in the playground so races were like segregated um over the last like ten thousand years because of geography right like yes which makes sense yeah it makes sense because you couldn't travel right so that makes sense exactly it's only in the last what two thousand one thousand years maybe three thousand five thousand who knows but like yeah that they've been interacting so if you carved up the schoolyard just like geography naturally carved up humanity i think yes they would devolve into racism but if you integrated the schoolyard from day one i think the kids would choose something else stupid to to pick on each other with you know what i'm saying so your answer to racism is segregation no i'm saying i'm saying if you (laughs) 
That's not what I said at all. <laughs> that's what you said. Okay, yeah, that's what I said. That's pretty much what you said. He said, keep them all away from each other. I'm saying if you gave the kids guns, it would mirror society. And if you segregated them from the get-go, just like society was, you know, 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 years ago, uh, then they they would be racist. And if you integrated them from day one, they wouldn't be racist, but they would pick another stupid thing. Like, do you wear glasses? Do you, Are you tall? I mean, whatever it is, they would pick it. Just whatever differences you think that, Rather than being the sum of our differences, that would be what would divide us. Yeah, and then I think there'd be pockets of people, of kids that'd be like, don't discriminate based on differences. And others with guns would be like... Oh my God, David, can you imagine someone just switched on now and listened to us talking? We would sound almost semi-intelligent. No, we wouldn't. (laughs) Not a chance. That would be funny. Not a fucking prayer, my friend. See, now you've brought it down again. But yeah, I mean, I do find it very... You know, like you say, before... I, just, I don't know, maybe it's just me because I'm a bit older, but since we've got open these huge lines of communication, this free communication, the internet and so on, as it's propagated and become so huge, I think that's um, brought all of these differences to the forefront because you can see them. I Maybe I'm, I live in a sort of Care Bear dream world when it wasn't as apparent when I was younger and maybe just because I was younger, but now it feels like you can be told to be angry or offended by something before the offense has even hit you. So like the offending thing has happened before that's got to you, you have already been told to be offended. Uh, yeah, I guess. I, I think you were probably shielded from it as a kid. I mean, in the U.S., there was like this satanic panic. There was like moral crisis that, yeah, you yeah. know, Frank Zappa testified in front of Congress to be like, you can't censor music. I mean, this shit was going on. And then there was like all kinds of political scandals. There was Nixon. There was, I mean, I'm just talking from a North American centric, yeah. but there was equivalent ones in the U.K., I'm sure. But you were, we were just shielded from it. Like, we thought politicians were normal and police officers were normal, and they never were. But do you not know? Now you know every single thing about a politician. You know their most... Like, then, for example, you mentioned the big ones, Nixon, this, that, and the other, right? Because they were huge. But you, but now you can hear about some two-bit American governor that I would never have heard of from some some weird little city somewhere that's done a line of coke. Okay, Do I care? Really? No, and it's getting worse. It used to be a little bit of like bad press could ruin yes. someone's career. Now it's like everyone gets bad press all the time. Cancellation. There's no good news anymore. And they're just waiting on the cliff edge. But the right in the U.S. has it all figured out. It's like, oh, we're right. going to get bad press. Who cares? Just just don't, you know, don't address it and it'll keep happening. And you'll be kind of protected from it in a sense because you can just say to your base, they're liars, whether it's true or not. The right wing media in in America I sometimes can't believe it's it's like a joke. Yeah. I was reading about, you know, the Fox News people, I think Tucker Carlson and somebody else, and just kicked them out, and then they, they kick off against their own station saying, why did you do that? But apparently he's been awful all these years. I don't know. It's uh, Maybe we'll tackle that next week. I would like that. Is that it for this week? Or are we just going to do a quick one? Is that... I don't know. Are we talking more? Is there anybody listening? No, no one's listening. Do they have to redial the radio show? It's live radio with no listeners, and then they, the, as a podcast, you can listen to what happened on the live radio show with no listeners. That's what this is. I've got it figured out. It's live right now. We're doing a radio show. It's not being broadcast, but that's just a technicality. And then people... But they can't listen to it on a radio either, can they? Well, they could plug an aux cord into their radio, uh, an auxiliary cord. Do radios exist anymore? 
Yeah, yeah, I had one. Yeah, I, I returned it. <laughs> I know earlier I said I didn't return it. Did you Did you return it to REI? Well, it's Amazon. It's Amazon, so I don't have to face the guy. You know what I'm saying? Did you kick it around your, your studio flat and then just returned it? I thought I wanted a radio because I was doing some radio work here in New York, but I didn't even pick up the station I was on because it's like a small <laughs> state. And I was like, I had to like put the antenna on my roof and I'm like, fuck this. Oh, God. Really? What sort of radio did you buy? It was just one of those tabletop radio, you know, like a nice. But you had to put an antenna out, really? Yeah, it looked kind of like a little mini jukebox, but I'm like, I could just stream this shit online. Yeah, you see, you went down the, the uh, technology yeah. route and you're yeah. like, well, I can do this on a technology. Fair enough. It makes sense. No, I just like, you know, it's quite depressing sometimes, if, you know, the world, the way the world is. And I, I'm a real big advocate of kind of staying away from the media at the moment, because I, I do think um, listening to too much of it can really drag you down. 100%. Yeah, I don't think it's good for your mental health. Uh, look, I, I'm uh, there's certain things in my life I can't have. And if I have them, it's very unhealthy for me. Drugs and alcohol are one. Oh, yeah. Because it just it just doesn't. Yeah, but like I'm okay with social media. Like it doesn't. Oh really? When I'm at my worst points, I, I just don't use it because then I'm comparing myself to other people. Like I have those negative instincts, but they don't they don't rule me. But I, I've had I've had relationships with people who just can't be on social media because from the get go the relationship to it is unhealthy. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with the news. Even if it's scary. Like doom scrolling, that doesn't affect you, the doom scrolling. I mean, it's not great, but I, I don't need to like block it from, you know, I don't need to like not install a news app on my phone or whatever. I feel like for you, doom scrolling yeah. is one of those unhealthy. Like, like you could have a drink and it wouldn't bother you, you know. No, or drugs. Like, I'm not, I've not got that level of addictive. But like, for example, I've in a routine now, um, you know, when I turn up on time, David, uh, I get up in the morning and like I'll, I'll hit the radio on and I'll listen to like the morning news, right, while I'm doing some work or having my breakfast. And I realised that was an awful way to set up. Because I'm I'm this this bad news is 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 penetrating me in the morning and not in a good way, David. As you know, what I like in the morning penetration, and it's um it's just it it sits there in the back of your brain while I'm having my breakfast. So I'm guessing there must be some sort of like cognitive um uh, you know almost connection because I'm eating and obviously um, nourishing myself and doing something you know breaking fast in the morning but having all of this negative energy come into me as well which I don't believe in all that airy fairy candle shite but at the same time I think there is probably something in it so now I just listen to like Krista Berg and Eric Clapton sometimes and uh, some white people Eric Clapton's a raging COVID denier <laughs> <laughs> oh, is he really? Yeah, yeah, but whatever, who cares? This is going well, I think. Ah, 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 this is, see what I did there? You've brought it full circle, David. All right, I think this has come to a natural conclusion. Yeah, I think it's been, well, it's been. Yeah, it's come to a bitter brown ending, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, that's racist. I'm talking about poo. Right. Is poo racist? That is our big question. David, uh, I'll leave uh, our, our viewers on a cliffhanger, David. Is Pooh racist? I don't know. Tune in next week where we'll absolutely not address this question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tony. Thanks, man. David, it's been great.